Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so that's the theocratic kingdom. It's God's kingdom where God is king over one specific nation amongst Satan's kingdoms as they are, you know, among the Moabites, the Ammonites, other people uh, who were developing human kingdoms under Satan's rule. So this is God's kingdom in the midst, let's say, of Satan's kingdom, okay? God wants to develop a kingdom, uh, let's say a counter kingdom, okay? Now, the next kingdom comes is what we know as the mediatorial kingdom. Um, mediate, you know, from to mediate. So that's where what you're going to have in a mediatorial kingdom is God is going to still rule, but he's going to do so through a human king. Whereas before he just ruled directly, now he's going to rule through a human king. And you'll think of people like Saul and David and Solomon and so forth, okay? And that would be proper. So um, the people at the end of the judges period, they're very frustrated with life. Everyone was just doing whatever they wanted to do all the time. It was a very licentious and crazy, confused society. And the people asked for a king like all the other nations. In fact, in Deuteronomy 17, 11, back in the time of Moses, it said they would ask for a king like all the other nations. And sure enough, um, four centuries later, they did ask for a king like all the other nations. And God actually gave them a king like all the other nations. He gave them uh, Saul. So let's turn to 1 Samuel 9, 1 Samuel 9, to see this first king. It wasn't exactly the kind of king that God wanted to give them, but this is what they asked for, and so he gave it to them. Be careful what you ask for. Okay? Uh, you might get it, and it will not be good. So let's read about this first king of Israel, 1 Samuel 9, 15. Now, a day before Saul's coming, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel, Samuel's prophet and a judge, uh, saying, About this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He will deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have regarded my people, because their cry has come up to me. You know, we want a king. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, Behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, this one shall rule over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. A seer is a, is a prophet. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And in the morning I will let you go, and I will let you, or, or tell you all that is on your mind. Uh, now, there's a backstory here going on in verse 20. Saul was looking for his donkeys, and that's kind of a funny story because he's all concerned about the donkeys, but probably more concerned about donkeys than being king. Uh, as for your donkeys, which were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for all your father's household? And Saul replied, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak me, to me in this way? And he goes on, of course, and tells him that he's to be uh, king. Okay. Chapter 10 um, let's just find the verse in chapter 10 where he is presented as king. 
Verse 19, 1 Samuel 10, 19. But you have today rejected your God who delivers you from all your calamities. Remember, he was the theocratic king. God was their deliverer. And your distresses, and yet you've said no, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, okay, so they wanted a king, and they wanted one specifically like uh, all the other nations. And notice verse 23, here he is. So they ran and took him from there. He's hiding. He was hiding in some baggage. He's like at the baggage claim in an airport hiding. And this is the king. Okay. So they ran and took him from there, and then he stood among the people. He was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. Okay, so he's a head, that means he's a head taller than he's, he's Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. And uh, Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? Surely there is no one like him among all the people. So all the people, I mean, they can see him. I mean, this guy... Look at the guy, he's a monster. He's going to be a great king, right? So they all say, long live the king. Well, uh, he was a king, but he was a king like all the other kingdoms. Let me ask you a question. Who was ruling the other kingdoms around Israel? Satan. There were Satan kingdoms being developed through human nations. So what kind of king did they just get? One just like that. Okay, so that is a little bit scary to realize that as you read through Scripture. So is it any surprise when you come to chapter 15, verse 23, Saul has just blown it, okay? He's just rebelled against the Lord. The Lord told him to do X. He decided he was going to do Y. Okay, so that never turns out well. Verse 23, uh, Samuel is saying, For rebellion is as the sin of divination. That's why I say, like, uh, rebellion is as bad as sorcery. You say, well, I'm not a witch, I don't do Ouija boards, I don't, you know, call up the dead. Well, yeah, but do you rebel? Well, yeah, I've rebelled against the Lord. Well, then that's just as bad as being a sorcerer, so get over yourself. And insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Insubordination. Have you ever been insubordinate? I mean, we all have to the Lord. We're like, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm not doing it your way. Well, that's as bad as idolatry. You say, well, I don't, I don't worship little things and set them up. Well, you did something just as bad, so get over yourself. He says to Saul, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, guess what? He has also rejected you from being king. So God rejected Saul. Now, he's going to choose another guy in chapter 16, a replacement, and he's not a king like all the other nations. He's a different type of king. And who is this gentleman? David. By the way, he had to be a man before he can be a gentleman. Uh, that's, I learned that from uh, who's, who's, uh, the, John Wayne. Thank you. You can learn something from John Wayne. Okay? Uh, you have to be a man before you can be a gentleman. Picture him saying that. It's really good. Um, okay, so David is going to be chosen. Remember, he's just a shepherd boy. Okay, he grows up around Bethlehem. He takes care of his sheep. He's the youngest of all of his father Jesse's sons, and um, God chooses David and anoints him, even though Saul was still on the throne. So this story goes on. Saul tries to kill him many, many times, right? But let's turn over to 2 Samuel 7. By this time, uh, Saul has already died. David has taken the throne, and he has consolidated the 12 uh, tribes under his rule, it's at this time that God makes a covenant with him. And we'll look a little bit more at covenants next week. 
But here's the covenant to establish what? But a kingdom. Okay. Remember, the original purpose in Genesis is God wanted man to rule a kingdom. So this is highly related to everything we've already seen in Genesis 1. So 1 Samuel 7, verse 12. When your days are complete, David, and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, which would be a temple, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him. He will be a son to me. So this is a mediatorial kingdom. See, God ruling through the human Davidic dynasty. Okay, and it goes, it goes on. Okay, um, Verse 16, Your house and your kingdom, that's David's house, and David's kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. Three eternal things there. David's house or dynasty... David's kingdom, and David's throne, okay? These are eternally covenanted by God, and so you can see that God is strategizing with the Davidic covenant here to restore the kingdom that God originally gave to man in Genesis, but which was lost to Satan. Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, Take care.